This is Brain Diet, episode number 148, How to Enjoy Your Food and Maintain Your Health. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? Do you enjoy your food every time you eat? That is the question that I am basing today's episode off of because it was a question that my mom asked me recently, and I thought it was an interesting enough concept that it was worth speaking to on the podcast. So here we are. Do you enjoy food every time you eat? When she, my mom asked me this, my answer was, yes, I would say I do. I enjoy what I eat just about every single time I sit down to eat. And it's not the center of my life. It's not what I plan all of my experiences around. It's not what I depend on for a positive experience. It's something that I really enjoy and it only plays a part of my life and doesn't hold a massive portion of my enjoyment in my life. And when I was thinking about why, because it didn't always used to be that way for me, I started to break down why I believe that I didn't always used to enjoy my food and why I've seen it in my clients, why there is this separation between enjoying food and maintaining your health. And so that's what we are talking about today is how to enjoy your food and maintain your health. So let's speak to first, if you don't believe that it's possible to do so, perhaps there are some beliefs that are getting in the way. Perhaps you just believe that if you're being healthy, that you can't enjoy your food, that these two things cannot coexist with one another. Maybe you believe that. And that's what I want to speak to a little bit today. Maybe you believe that when you are eating a certain way that might be deemed quote unquote healthy, that you are missing out on something, that you're missing out on something that's over the fence and that what's on your side is boring and gross. The thing that you are eating is maybe lame and not as entertaining as what is on the other side, what the grass is greener on the other field with what, what other, other people are eating and the other options that you could be eating, right? So maybe you believe that there are these things that work against each other, that food can't be enjoyed and that you can't be healthy at the same time. So essentially, this first piece that can get in the way of enjoying your food and maintaining your health is just the way that you're thinking about it. It's a belief system that is creating less of a desire to fuel yourself because if you're believing that it has to be not enjoyable in order for it to be healthy, then you're not going to want to do it. You're going to create less of a desire to fuel yourself strategically, and then you're going to give more power to the foods that aren't going to work in your favor. It creates this complex of sorts that the more commonly accepted foods that are enjoyable are forbidden, and that the quote-unquote healthy foods are boring and gross. And you can see just in the description of those things, the emotional charge that that would probably create around certain foods. 
If you believe that there is some type of like forbidden delight that's so enjoyable and that can't be worked into your health and maintaining your health, then you're going to want it more. And if you believe that what you're eating is boring and gross and lame, then your desire to eat it is going to be even less than. Now, I'm walking a fine line here because there is going to be a balance between enjoying your food and it's not necessarily living on either end of the spectrum where it's all of the calorically dense foods or it's just all of the nutrient dense foods, the sometimes labeled clean foods. We don't have to live on either end to enjoy our food and maintain our health. There's going to be a balance here and that's what I wanted to break down in this episode today. So let's talk about why we enjoy food in the first place. Like what is actually literally happening in your brain and in your body when you are enjoying food. We as humans are built to get dopamine hits from food. And the reason for this is that calories give us energy to help us survive. And so we need to have positive reinforcement when we eat in order for us to continue eating. If we didn't get a little bit of a dopamine hit, no matter how small, from eating certain foods, we would have no motivation to continue eating it. But when you think about it, we get a certain dopamine hit when we eat something like an apple, something that's more nutrient dense, chicken breast, a salad, something along those lines. And we get a larger dopamine hit from something that is concentrated, something that is, you know, like a baked good, for example, donuts or cakes or something like that it has a lot of things packed into a small vessel. And if, again, you think about it, it makes perfect sense why this is true. Because if we are motivated by survival, if a dopamine hit is an indication that something is going right, then our brain is going to want to continue to seek that out. And so if we get a higher dopamine hit, a larger one from certain foods, it's going to make sense why we might want those more because in our brain, it thinks that's going to be more conducive to survival. Now, logically, we know that that's probably not the case, that eating only calorically dense foods at all time is probably not going to, at all times, it's probably not going to be in our best interest, but our brain doesn't know that. Our brain just looks at what is the stimulus, what is the reward, and how can we get more of the best reward possible? That's how our brain relates to food. And so that's why oftentimes those more calorically dense foods are going to be more appealing. So that makes sense why you want certain foods more than others and why others are going to be more enjoyable because it's just more concentrated calories, which our brain deems as very, very useful. So what can happen is if you are accustomed to eating mostly calorically dense foods that are generally, you know, packed together calories or baked goods or things along those lines, if you're more used to eating that, then that is what your brain is accustomed to. And so the desire that it has for an apple is not going to compare to the desire that it has for a baked good because of the dopamine hit that it gets in response. And so if you're used to eating mostly those foods on a regular basis, then your brain is going to want those things more. Now, again, nothing has gone wrong that this is the case. It's just a matter of understanding this within yourself and knowing how to work it in your favor and how to approach this with strategy and balance in order to still achieve your goals and still be able to eat the things that you enjoy. So 
if you feel like you just want the calorically dense things, that makes perfect sense. There's nothing wrong with the fact that you want that. It's just important to recognize, oh, the reason why is because I have kind of an over desire for that thing as compared to something that's more nutrient dense because I'm not getting as much of a dopamine hit from it. It's kind of like reading a book versus looking at a screen. Like you're reading so many words per minute, but when you're looking at a screen, you're getting stimulated by, you know, 10 times, 50 times, 100 times as much information all at once. And the brain likes that better. So just because you get more of a dopamine hit from the more concentrated source. So this makes sense that this is the case for most of us. What can happen is if we are accustomed to eating mostly those calorically dense foods and we don't have a strategy and a sense of balance in our nutrition, that's what can create a an extreme enjoyment of certain foods and an extreme aversion and boringness, lameness to other foods. And all of this contributes to kind of the idea of yo-yo dieting is because we don't know how to manage that over desire that we have for things and we don't know how to incorporate strategy and balance. So to give you some examples of what strategy and balance might be is that first, sometimes we might try to remove things from our diet and our lifestyle in the name of health. We might say, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, get healthier or whatever that means for you. And so I'm going to remove this from my diet. I'm going to eliminate this and I'm going to eat no more of this and I'm going to have no more carbs and no more sugar and no more processed this and yada, yada. And this can oftentimes have kind of the opposite of the intended effect, because if we already have an existing over desire for something, then sometimes by removing it without addressing the underlying emotional things that are happening within you, you can actually increase your desire for it. And this is when we use willpower, right? If we remove things and we don't address why we want it in the first place, we can actually increase our desire for it. And so we use our willpower to a point and then we end up coming to the point of like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go eat all of the things. And so we create these like larger peaks and valleys of the cycle of our diets, which, which can create this cycle of yo-yo dieting. And so a strategy that I often recommend for my clients that can be useful with something like this is instead of removing things, at least initially, I like to approach it with more of a addition approach. Like let's add certain foods, let's add certain lifestyle habits instead of removing certain things and see how that goes first. So for example, like instead of eliminating all of the baked goods from your life, what if you added you know, five servings of, of fruit and five servings of vegetables in a day? Or if instead of eliminating all of the soda that you drink, what if you just added a gallon of water in a day? Because oftentimes that can actually have the effect that you want in that adding things can satiate you enough and take enough of your energy that you naturally consume less of the other things. And not that that's the end goal, but that can sometimes be a bonus of it is when we focus on adding more things and doing more of the things that are going to be useful to us, then sometimes that can just negate the effect of the things that we would normally shoot to remove in the first place. And so that could be a strategy, right? You could approach your life by saying, I don't have to eliminate that, but I just need to make sure that I do all of these other things in a day that can help you manage that over desire. So it's like, we're not eliminating those things. We can still have those things, but we're also adding other things that are going to work in our favor. Another element of strategy that can be incorporated in order to enjoy your food without feeling like there's this massive spectrum of either hate my food or enjoy my food is to utilize protein. Protein is something that I've spoken to 
spoken about a great deal over the last you know couple months in the podcast. Protein is a really strategic way to eat in order to manage how you feel and to manage your health and to manage your performance. And so it's a really strategic macronutrient to utilize that can decrease your cravings. It can increase your caloric expenditure because of the thermic effect of protein. Our body burns a lot of calories just by digesting protein. Our body burns more calories digesting protein than it does carbohydrates and fats. And so knowing that gives you a strategy. You can say, oh, if I'm looking to burn more calories, then I can eat more protein. I can utilize protein in this way in order to decrease my cravings. So I'm not feeling like this really massive over desire for certain foods because I can decrease that with the protein and the other foods that I'm eating. And there's the diet portion of managing those cravings. And then there's the emotional component of those cravings, because oftentimes we feel something that we don't want to feel, or we want to get that dopamine hit. And that's what leads us to have the cravings, to have the urges. And in that case, it's a matter of knowing how to emotionally process through those moments. And I have many episodes on that. But all of this is to say that you can utilize strategy and balance to still enjoy your food and maintain your health. It's just about education and understanding your body, your goals, and how you want to work towards those things. When you are fueling your body strategically, oftentimes you enjoy food and certain meals because of how they make you feel. It feels good to eat them in the moment, but you know from a long-term perspective how it's going to make you feel in that regard. And that alone is very enjoyable to be like, when I eat this, I know I'm going to feel well you know, in this way for the rest of the day or in the next week or whatever that might mean for you. And because you listen to yourself to learn what you enjoy within the bounds of those goals, then you are eating food that you enjoy that also contribute to making you feel the way that you want to feel in the long term. For example, after the gym every morning, I love yogurt. I love adding like organic maple syrup, chia seeds, and blueberries or pomegranate seeds have kind of been my jam lately. And all of those things, you could say that it's like high carb and there's syrup in it and all the things are like, I've done this with oatmeal before. Well, I'll do oatmeal, add a little bit of butter and brown sugar. And that's sugar, right? You could say that that is quote unquote unhealthy. However, because of what I have learned and because of my very clear identification of my goals and because of my strategy, I can incorporate those foods very easily to work in my favor. So it's very strategic and it's very enjoyable. And so for me, because I've clearly defined my goals and I have not necessarily eliminated anything, but just tried to add certain things, make sure I hit this amount of protein, make sure I get this amount of water for hydration, this amount of fiber, then it makes it really easy for me to have a clear path to how I can find food that I enjoy and still achieve the goals and maintain the health that I want to maintain. I think too, something that's really interesting is that eating quote unquote healthy is often viewed as like a punishment a punishment for overeating, or it's a way of trying to punish yourself to lose weight because you ate something that you quote unquote shouldn't have. And I think that eating strategically, it is something to enjoy because it's awesome for you to paint your own picture of what you love that's informed by education and preferences. Like imagine if you just got to eat based on what you knew, based on your goals, and based on what you enjoyed to eat. Like there are so many foods that I 
would probably work in my favor, but because I don't like them, I would never continue to eat them. So it lacks sustainability for me. And so when you can decide what are the foods that I love, what are my goals, and how can I be adequately informed educationally in regard to like what my body needs, how can I combine all of those things and create my own unique picture of my health that's going to be the most sustainable? Now, eating quote unquote unhealthy, I give that label because that's oftentimes what it's called, but you can actually take some of the foods that are deemed unhealthy and they can still be very strategic because there are times to plan on moments like these. There are times and events and days and things that you can actually really utilize these quote unquote unhealthy foods as a way of maintaining your health and also enjoying them. So that's what's so awesome about all of this is that you can eat quote unquote healthy, you can eat quote unquote unhealthy, and all of it can be enjoyed if there is a strategy involved. Now, in regard to the unhealthy elements, they never should be used as a reward because again, it creates that emotional charge to those things that, oh, I can only eat those things when I've been good or when I've done these things right versus just using it as a strategy by putting calories in useful places, by creating balance in your life and not creating this emotional spectrum of these extreme good foods and these extreme bad foods. If you start to eat more strategically and you start to shift previous patterns. Let's say you start eating less of certain foods because you've added more of certain other foods. And let's say that you are approaching your life with more strategy and maybe that is going to include fewer of the more calorically dense foods that you're used to. There is going to be a dopamine gap because if we're used to eating calorie dense foods and getting that dopamine hit, when we limit those a little bit, and again, not to say that they should be removed, but just when strategy shifts, There will be that I used to get this much dopamine and I'm not anymore. And so this is where it is important for us to be prepared to fill that gap with something that is going to serve you better than that food was. Meaning, yes, maybe you won't be getting as much enjoyment initially when you are shifting your strategy. However, food is not the only source of joy in your life. And I think it's honestly kind of a beautiful opportunity to figure out where you can create more in your life and where you can give more to the world. Because instead of getting your joy from something else internally, you can use that space to create something that contributes to the world and get your joy that way. And so decreasing your desire for the less strategic foods, it can help limit the feeling of lack because you don't even want it. And what I mean by this is I don't want alcohol. I have no desire for alcohol and I don't feel like anything is missing from my life. But for someone that might be really accustomed to drinking alcohol and then limiting it or eliminating it in some way, there's going to be that gap. And so in order to manage that gap, we are responsible for filling our life with things that are going to be more useful than just consuming food. So it's something to think about. If you notice that there is a lack of enjoyment in your food, it's just that dopamine gap, that space where maybe you're not getting what you used to. And so it becomes a great question. Like, what can I do to create more dopamine in my life that isn't going to work against me? Like perhaps these previous foods have been. It really is an act of self-love to fuel your body in a strategic way and enjoy what you're eating in the process because 
that's what I believe creates sustainability is to enjoy your food to a degree and to find out your preferences and to find out your strategy and to figure out how that can all fit together in a very beautiful puzzle that is sustainable for you. I think that's why the things that I do, I have done for years is because the food that I eat and the meals that I cook and the things that I put together are things that fit very well my preferences and fit very well my goals. And so because of that, it's very easy for me to continue doing it. Now, does that mean that I get really excited to eat every time? No, but I really do enjoy every time I sit down to eat. But that's because I've taken control of things. I've been the one in charge and I've figured out my preferences, my strategies, my goals, and made that all fit together. And that's something that you can get a lot of guidance on with a coach. So I recommend if that's something that you are looking to do to get guidance on that, just because it can be very helpful to dial in all of those things with someone that has an outside perspective. So the bottom line to all of this is actually enjoyment of food and maintaining your health. Not only do they not work against each other, they're actually very useful together. Enjoying your food and maintaining your health with strategy and balance is so useful because of the sustainability that, that it creates, because of the ease that it become the ease it has for you to follow because you enjoy it because it's easy because it's not something that you have to work up a lot of desire to do now as in any health regard there are always going to be moments where you might not want to or things that you might not want to eat or you might not be stoked about eating and those moments are okay but when you can have foods that you enjoy within those bounds it can make those moments a little bit easier so that's why these things can actually work very well together so consider that, that enjoying food and maintaining your health actually is a very useful combination to have because it can make life a little bit easier versus just eating things that you hate and punishing yourself for the sake of quote unquote health. So think about that. How can you find foods that you enjoy that are within the bounds of your goals and that are strategic within those goals? So that is all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.